Section 48 of Egypt, Africa, and Arabia. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dave Lance. The World Story, Volume 3. Egypt, Africa, and Arabia. Edited by Eva March Tappan. Section 48. Aeneas at Carthage. By Virgil. After Troy and Asia Minor had been overthrown by the Greeks, Aeneas, a Trojan prince, led a company of refugees over the Mediterranean Sea in search of a new home. They were driven by a storm upon the shores of northern Africa, where Queen Dido reigned. She had fled from Tyre and from a wicked brother who had slain her husband, and she was now making for herself a new kingdom. Aeneas, by favor of his goddess mother Venus, was hidden, together with his companion Achates, in a mist which veiled them from the eyes of others. So says the ancient story. The Editor But therewithal they speed their way, as led the road along, and now they scale a spreading hill that o'er the town is hung, and looking downward thereupon, hath all the burg in face. Aeneas marvels how that world was once a peasant's place. He marvels at the gates, the roar and rattle of the waves. Hot heart, the Tyrians speed the work, and some the ramparts raise. Some pile the burg high, some with hand roll stones up o'er the ground. Some choose a place for dwelling-house, and draw a trench around. Some choose the laws and lords of doom, the holy senate choose. These thereaway the havens dig, and deep adown sink those the founding of the theatre walls, or cleave the living stone in pillars huge, one day to show full fair the scene upon. As in new summer, neath the sun, the bees are wont to speed their labor in the flowery fields, wherever now they lead the well-grown offspring of their race, or when the cells they store with flowing honey, till fulfilled of sweets they hold no more, or take the loads of newcomers, or, as a watch well set, drive off the lazy herd of drones that they no dwelling get, well speeds the work, and timey sweet the honey's odor is. Well favored of the fates are ye, whose walls arise in bliss, Aeneas cries, a-looking o'er the housetops spread below, and wonderful to tell in tale, hedged round with cloud doth go. The two men come to a grove within the town, and behold, on the walls of a temple standing in the grove are representations of the Trojan battles and the heroic deeds of Trojan heroes. The Editor But while Aeneas, Dardan Lord, beholds the marvels there, and all amazed, stands moving naught with eyes in one set stare, lo, cometh Dido, very queen of fairest fashion wrought, by youths close thronging all about, unto the temple brought, yea, e'en as on Eurotus' rim, or Synthus' ridges high, Diana leadeth dance about, a thousandfold an eye the following oreads gather round, with shoulder quiver hung, she overbears the goddesses her swift feet fair among, and great Latona's silent breast the joys of Godhead touch. Lo, such was Dido. Joyously she bore herself in such amidst them, eager for the work, and ordered rule to come. Then through the goddess's door she passed, and midmost 
neath the dome high raised upon a throne she sat with weapons hedged about and doomed and fashioned laws for men and fairly sifted out and dealt their share of toil to them or drew the lot as happed there suddenly aeneas sees amidst the concourse wrapped antheus sir justus and the strong cloanthus draw an eye and other teucrians whom the whirl wild black all utterly had scattered into other lands afar across the sea amazed he stood nor stricken was achates less than he by joy by fear they hungered sore hand unto hand to set but doubts of dealings that might be stirred in their hearts as yet so lurking cloaked in hollow cloud they note what things betide their fellows there and on what shore the ships they manned may bide and whence they come for chosen out of all the ships they bear bidding of peace and crying out thus templeward they fare but now when they were entered in and gained the grace of speech from placid heart ilionus the elder gan beseech o queen to whom hath jove here given a city new to raise and with thy justice to draw rein on men of wilful ways we wretched trojans tossed about by winds o'er every main pray thee forbid it from our ships the dreadful fiery bane spare pious folk and look on us with favouring kindly eyes we are not come with sword to waste the libyan families nor drive adown unto the strand the plunder of the strong no such high hearts such might of mind to vanquished folk belong there is a place Hesperia called of Greeks in days that are, an ancient land, a fruitful soil, a mighty land in war. Enotrian folk first tilled the land, whose sons, as rumors run, now call it naught but Italy, from him who led them on. And thitherward our course was turned, when sudden, stormy, tumbling seas Orion rose on us, and wholly scattered us abroad with fierce blasts from the south, drave us wind-swept by shallows blind to straits with wayless mouth but to thy shores we few have swum and so betake us here what men among men are ye then what country soil may bear such savage ways ye grudge us then the welcome of your sand and fall to arms and gainsay us a tide-washed strip of strand but if men-folk and wars of men ye wholly set at naught yet deem the gods bear memory still of good and evil wrought Aeneas was the king of us, no juster was there one, no better lover of the gods, none more in battle shone. And if the fates have saved that man, if earthly air he drink, nor neath the cruel deadly shades his fallen body shrink, naught need we fear, nor ye repent to strive in kindly deed with us. We have in Sicily fair cities to our need, and fields we have, Acestes high of Trojan blood is come. Now suffer us our shattered ships in haven to bring home, to cut us timber in thy woods, and shave us oars anew. And if the Italian crews to us, if friends and king are due, to Italy and Latium then, full merry wend we on. But if, dear father of our folk, hope of thy health be gone, and thee the Libyan waters have, nor hope Eulus give, then the Sicanian shores at least, and seats wherein to live, whence hither came we, and the king Acestes let us seek. So spake he, and the others made, as they the same would speak, the Dardan folk with murmuring mouth. 
But Dido, with her head hung down, in few words answer gave, Let fear fall from you, Teucrian men, and set your cares aside. Hard fortune yet constraineth me in this my realm untried to hold such heed with guard to watch my marches up and down. Who knoweth not Aeneas folk? Who knoweth not Troy town, the valor, and the men, and all the flame of such a war? Nay, surely not so dull as this the souls within us are. Nor turns the sun from Tyrian town, so far off yoking steed. So whether ye Hesperia great, and Saturn's acres need, or rather unto Eric's turn, and King Acestes' shore, safe, holpen, will I send you forth, and speed you with my store. Yea, and moreover, have ye will in this my land to bide, this city that I build is yours. Here leave your ships to ride. Trojan and Tyria no two wise at hands of me shall fare, and would indeed the self-same king himself Aeneas with us were, driven by that self-same southern gale. But sure, men will I send, and bid them search through Libya, from end to utmost end, lest cast forth anywhere he stray by town or forest part. Father Aeneas thereupon high lifted up his heart, nor stout Achates less, and both were fain the cloud to break. And to Aeneas first of all the leal Achates spake. O goddess-born, what thought hereof ariseth in thy mind? All safe thou seest thy ships, thy folk fair welcomed dost thou find. One is away, whom we ourselves saw sunken in the deep, but all things else the promised word thy mother gave us keep. Lo, even as he spake the word, the cloud that wrapped them cleaves, and in the open space of heaven no dusk behind it leaves, and there Aeneas stood, and shone among the daylight clear with face and shoulders of a god, for loveliness of hair his mother breathed upon her son, and purple light of youth, and joyful glory of the eyes, e'en as in very sooth the hand gives ivory goodliness, or when the parian stone or silver with the handicraft of yellow gold is done. And therewithal unto the queen doth he begin to speak, unlooked for of all men. Lo, here the very man ye seek, Trojan Aeneas, caught away from Libyan seas of late, Thou, who alone of toils of Troy hath been compassionate, who takest us, the leavings poor of Danaean sword, outworn with every hap of earth and sea, of every good forlorn, to city and to house of thine, to thank thee for thy worth, Dido, my might may compass not. Nay, scattered o'er the earth, the Darden folk, for what thou dost, may never give thee need. But if somewhere a godhead is the righteous man to heed, if justice is, or any soul to note the right it wrought, may gods give thee due reward. What joyful ages brought thy days to birth? What mighty ones gave such a one to-day? Now while the rivers seaward run, and while the shadows stray o'er hollow hills, and while the pole the stars is pasturing wide, still shall thine honour and thy name, still shall thy praise abide, what land soever calleth me. Therewith his right hand sought his very friend Ileonus, his left Serestus caught, and then the others, Gyas strong, Cloanthus strong in fight. Sidonian Dido marvelled much, first at the hero's sight, then marvelled at the haps he had, and so such word did say. O goddess-born, what fate is this that ever dogs thy way with such great perils? What hath yoked thy life to this wild shore? And art thou that Aeneas then, whom holy Venus bore unto Anchises, 
Trojan lord, by Phrygian Simois wave? Of Teucer unto Sidon come a memory yet I have, who, driven from out his fatherland, was seeking new abode by Belus' help. But Belus then, my father, overrode Cyprus the rich, and held the same as very conquering lord. So from that tide I knew of Troy, and bitter fate's award. I knew of those Pelasgian kings, yea, and I knew thy name. He, then a foeman, added praise to swell the Teucrian fame, and oft was glad to deem himself of ancient Teucer's line. So hasten now to enter in neath roofs of me and mine, me too a fortune such as yours, me tossed by many a toil, hath pleased to give a biding place at last upon this soil. Learned in ill haps, full wise am I, unhappy men to aid. Such tale she told, and therewith led to house full kingly maid Aeneas, bidding therewithal the gods with gifts to grace. Nor yet their fellows she forgat upon the sea-beat place, but sendeth them a twenty bulls, an hundred bristling backs of swine, an hundred fatted lambs, whereof his ewe none lacks, and gifts and gladness of the god. Meanwhile the gleaming house within with kingly pomp is dight, and in the midmost of the hall a banquet they prepare. Cloths labored o'er with handicraft, and purple proud is there. Great is the silver on the board, and carven out of gold the mighty deeds of father folk. A long-drawn tale is told. End of section 48 This recording is in the public domain.